1: You're listening to BGN Radio.
0: Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins
1: us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys.
0: It's been a while since I, I did that i wanted to it's uh it's james seltzer hosting it's episode 169 a little sexy time edition of bgn radio and with me uh the sexiest voice of them all the man the myth the legend the man behind it all mr brandon lee gowden blg what's up brother
1: you're two nice teams i think i think that award goes to john or maybe you but i'll take it for tonight and well- how about yeah, yeah. this man? We're doing like two shows in what the past couple episodes. This is this is I know.
0: Good. I know. I'll take getting one on one chats with BLG anytime, any day, anywhere. Uh you don't have to, you know, pull my pull my arm or twist my arm or anything like that. And agreed, <laughs> I, I certainly do not have the sultriest voice. It is hard to compete with the uh the baritones of Barchard to uh, to, uh <laughs> you know, I think we need to that I think awesome. I should trademark something along yes. those lines. But um so I don't think anyone cares about our baritone discussion. So why don't, why don't nope. we dive on into a little Eagles chat? Um, we have a quick shout out, Mickey Moniac. How about that? Yeah. A- any quick thoughts on the the newest <laughs> number one uh, pick to enter the, uh, Philadelphia to join you know Simmons and Wentz and all this crop of, of of future championship winners we have in this city, Brandon?
1: I have none. I'm not a baseball guy, James, but. I think it's a good name, so we'll, I'll just I'll throw that out there. Love it!
0: I love <laughs> the name. Uh, soon enough, we're gonna have the Mickey Maniacs, uh, you know, housed yes. up in uh, in Citizen Financial, or Citizen Finance. Look, I'm already going to the Eagles, <laughs> Citizens Bank. All right, let's get to the Eagles. How about that, Brandon? That's enough, uh, enough on the Phillies. But uh, uh, congrats to Mickey Maniac. Welcome to Philly. Hopefully you don't suck. All right, Brandon. Let's get into uh uh the real uh, a guy we actually know is a, is a legit star and a, a legit top tier player, but we hope Moniac will someday be for the Phils and Fletcher Cox. Um obviously there was a, a lot of questions and, and we wondered is he gonna show up? And then there were the the plane pictures, which uh you were you were early out on top of the uh, you know, is Fletcher Cox coming? And and of course he shows up and uh, you know, we get the the you know. There is no contract uh, extension that has been done or, or anything like that, new deal that has been done. But um, he's here, but he is not going to be practicing, really. It seems like they're just bringing him in, putting on kid gloves. Uh, you know, I, I think this either, you know, there are a lot of ways you could take this. You know, he doesn't have a contract, uh, you know, so his agent comes in and says, you know, you can't work him out, but he'll come to, to save face or so he doesn't have to pay or conversely, maybe they're close to a contract and they just want to wait it out. I mean, there there are a lot of things here, Brandon. How do you kind of read this situation? And do you have any problem with with the fact that, A, he's not going to be practicing this week, or more so the way it was kind of framed to the the media and thus the the fan base?
1: I think it's a good sign that he did show up because I kind of didn't expect him to because it's, it's such a small fine for not. I think it's just over, what, 75000 which isn't really a lot considering... Uh, he's gonna be making a lot. Yeah, more Yeah, he's than gonna that. be able
0: to find that, to afford that pretty easily.
1: Right, and they could always waive that fine anyway. So I, I think the fact that he did show up is just an encouraging sign alone. And and obviously he hasn't been doing anything in practice. He's he's been on the sideline and team drills. They've had him doing you know some individual stuff, some warm ups and stuff like that. And I guess you know it's just good to get him in there because then you're getting him in the defensive line room and you know, kind of going through the scheme and everything. So there's some value in that. I think it's a good sign that both. He and Darren Sproles showed up. Uh, you know, the contract thing is still interesting. To me, it's always been. It's just it's going to be a matter of time. And Doug kind of even said that this week. He kind of yeah. – he was like, you know, I think it gets done before training camp, which I thought was kind of a big deal. I, th- I think people kind of underreacted to that. I mean, for, for Doug to throw that out there, I mean, you know, it just seemed to me like they're pretty confident in this thing's going to get done. And And really, I think the whole – Fletcher Cox situation and we've talked about this on past episodes and just the talk of trading him which is never actually backed up by any actual rumor it's just like there's nothing better to talk about so we kind of just make stuff up I think that's what this Cox situation has been all along it's kind of just like we're talking about something because we don't have anything better to talk about I think a deal is going to get done sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, that's what we do, Brandon, right? You know, as, as Eagles fans, to. and we have to. Uh, and also because we care, and, and we do have a very knowledgeable fan base, fan base that does care about things as inane as, you know, practice squad uh, additions or this or that or whatever it is. So, you know, um, obviously something regarding the best player on the team is, is going to matter. Um, but I, I agree with you, especially when Doug used the term, I'm fully confident yes. something will get – he made it. That's, that's strong words, and – um either he's an idiot or you know seriously you know, either he's an idiot and he shouldn't put that out there because that just you know only hurts any leverage they have more or he knows that the deal's pretty much done and whatever he's saying isn't really affecting it which is the far far more likely scenario you know mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's an idiot everybody don't sc- keep the hate tweets i wasn't saying he's an idiot i'm saying he's likely not an idiot i'm saying it, it, i think it it all pretends good things on the uh the contract, uh, you know, happening before training camp because I, I really do think that that phrasing was important. So I, I'd be surprised if Cox has not signed a, a longer deal uh, by. By training camp. All right. So uh, speaking of, of what guys we're actually seeing on the field, because uh, again, clocks obviously just kind of here in in you know a, as a figurehead as a, you know something to to be excited about. But um, let's kind of get into what you've seen because you've been down there, Brandon, and we've seen a lot of uh you know the the it's always fun during the OTAs because you know that you're getting the string of uh of you know all the beat reporters that you follow <laughs> and the million different tweets of the same play and this and that. And what I like about following you and everyone should follow Brandon. At Brandon Brandon Gowden, um, is that you, uh, you you know, bring some diversity to your tweets. You know, you have a little fun with them. It's not always the standard, you know, <laughs> you know, short pass over the middle drop, whatever. So, so anyway, my quick, quick Brandon, uh, Twitter announcement there. But Brandon, what have you seen, especially let's, let's dive in with the most important position and obviously the position that has had the most talk uh, so far uh, with the quarterback position, uh, you know, who's been out in front and, and have they really been splitting the reps Has it seemed to be an even competition so far?
1: It's been equal amount of reps. Uh, You know, you look at all the quarterbacks here and I don't think they've been like, I don't think there's a huge gap between any of the guys right now at this point. Uh, You look at Sam Bradford and he was kind of bad last week. I think he rebounded last Friday. We didn't talk about that because we posted our show before our early morning on on last Friday. So that practice, he kind of looked good. And, And this week I thought he was a little bit better overall. Uh, I think Chase Daniel to me has still been the best but again it's really not a big gap and I think the way Chase has stood out is that not that he's like making awesome throws as much as he just isn't making big mistakes and and he shouldn't because he knows the offense he has that familiarity Uh, you know he's he's pretty much everything I think you the Eagles expected him to be and what what fans should have expected him to be just you know a solid backup guy. And then you have Carson Wentz, who obviously everyone should be most interested in, the, the future of the franchise and everything. And and there's been some concern, you know, because like he's throwing these wobbly passes. So people were, I think, you know, seeing that on Twitter, he's throwing interceptions and things like that. I think people kind of get a little antsy and even just joking around like, oh, they traded all these picks for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, <clears throat> you know, but when you're, when you're looking at that, uh, Doug even talked about it. Part of the thing that he feels like Carson Wentz is – uh, the the wobbly ball is, is part of the adjustment, just making the, the transition from the college football, which is a little bit bulkier and, and different than the NFL football, which is a little, I would say, slimmer. And the other thing is that just Wentz, he's a rookie. I mean, he's still learning the offense. Uh, he's coming in here. He's still getting used to his teammates. I, that's one thing I've noticed with him, especially like just not being always on the same page. He's getting used to some of these guys who he hasn't worked with before. And, one thing that really has impressed me about Wentz is I kind of feel like he kind of today it wasn't the case because practice was short and he kind of ended on a bad note. He threw an interception to Jordan Hicks, but uh, he had a rough day earlier in the week, I believe on Wednesday or, or Tuesday rather, and he he got off to a rough start, but he he like he rebounded. He didn't let it get he didn't let it uh, dawn on him, and he he didn't get down. Uh, I think one thing he does really well is throw on the move. Like, I think you look at this guy, and it's weird. He almost throws better on the move, like when he's he's either scrambling or rolling out, than he does standing still. So I think overall, you know, you're looking at the quarterback so far, and it's, you know, it's spring. It's early, but I, I think there isn't a big gap.
0: Uh, yeah, and uh, before, again, like you just said, it's spring. And also, lest we all forget that fateful night in Green Bay, in august or whatever it was so like you know let's never get too carried away with stuff that we see especially in practice especially without you know real contact and all that kind of stuff going on um all right brandon so let's move on uh uh, before we get into a couple of the younger guys real quick the other guy who we're happy to have back in town and who is practicing in darren sproles uh i'm assuming he looked like darren sproles out there
1: he does look like Darren Sproles. He is. It's, it's funny because like we've only seen the likes of Wendell Smallwood and and Kenyon Barner and Cedric O'Neal, who's like an undrafted rookie free agent, and and then Ryan Matthews, and he missed a, a day or two of OTA. So, you know, those guys. It's just such a big difference when you look at Darren Sproles. He's so much faster and and so much better as a receiver too. I mean, they've they've been lining Sproles out out wide in the slot, and he's catching balls all over the field. He looks super fast.
0: Yeah, which is what you would hope to see and expect to see, but it's still nice to hear, especially it just gets older but doesn't seem to ever, ever change, uh, which is great. And it was also nice to hear when Doug was asked about him after he got there that, you know, it seems like, and obviously you never know with coaches speaking to the media, but uh, it seems like they have big plans for Darren uh, in the offense.
1: So And they should because what else are they going to do? Yeah, around? no, exactly. <laughs> but
0: still, you know, it's nice to hear. We don't have many names on this offense who I feel like you can trust. Mm-hmm. and. uh and he is one. So it's nice to hear that, that they feel that way too. Uh, how about a, uh, someone we, we hope to trust and I'll loop in the, the two picks from last year together. Mm-hmm. Um, Aguilar, you know, obviously, you know, we've had a lot of boss talk from people and, and people saying, you know, give him a year, which we, we both said, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, the first year. Can't expect too much, but um, it, it seems from everything we've heard that he's kind of struggling so far. What, what have you seen? And, and do you think it, it's, Time to not, obviously not give up on the kid, but to no. start actually worrying about him.
1: I think it's uh, a little concerning. I think he he started off the string this spring rather pretty strong, and I, I kind of said I think we were talking about it, you and I, about how he he looked that way last year. But uh, he's kind of had a down week. I think he's had at least three clean drops where just you know he it was just a lack of focus or whatever. He just didn't make the play. There's also another pass where he caught it in. Or he, re- he reeled it in and and Denzel Rice kind of broke it up, but Aguilor should have really you know he had a chance to secure it and he kind of it just didn't happen. So it's concerning. I, I, again, I I always think back to how bad he was as a rookie. You know I know we take Pro Football Focus grades for what they're worth, but he was literally like the worst wide receiver last year. And and you can, people can talk about the injury and how that affected him, but still I just. I really have questions about him being like a really good player. I'm not saying he can't improve. I think, but I don't think he's going to go from being like really bad to suddenly really good. I think realistically you're just expecting him to be average, which would be an upgrade, but it's still overall, you know, disappointing for a first round pick.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll get into the PFF grades in a little bit and, and what we have to say about that. Uh, but, um, how about Eric Rowe and, and may as well loop in, uh, uh, another rookie from this season, um, uh, much talked about, uh, Jalen Mills. How, how have those two looked?
1: Eric Rowe, I've, I haven't noticed a ton. Uh, He had a, a, a play today where the Eagles were running a lot of red zone drills today, but there was a play where I think Chase Daniel threw a short pass uh, to Hunter Sharp in the end zone, and, and Rowe had a chance to make a play on the ball. I think he might have even actually tipped it a tiny bit, but Hunter Sharp still got it uh you know Rowe didn't didn't make the play and he was pretty frustrated with himself i've heard other reporters and i've seen them kind of uh write about Rowe and talk about how he struggled a little bit in coverage and things like that there was a play earlier this week i think on tuesday where uh Rowe had you know was playing on the outside and and Kenny Arn Barner uh kind of broke out of his grasp or not so much grasp because he can't tackle, but he kind of row was supposed to kind of, you know, keep him contained and he failed to do that. And, <laughs> and Corey <laughs> Unlin way back in the, who he, he lines up way back behind the safeties after the play. He's just like, he just starts cursing at Eric Rowe. He's like, oh no. he's like, he's like, wake the F up. And uh, so it's kind of just been, a, I think a little rough for Eric Rowe. I'm kind of more interested to see how he is when the pads go on. Cause I think he's a guy who will benefit from being able to actually press, and things like that. So I'm still high in Eric Rowe, but you know, looking at this cornerback spot right now, I mean, there's competition there. Doug Peterson did praise the McKelvin uh, as the guy who stood out the most there. And, and that's the guy I've talked about since day one of OTAs who has really stood boy. out. He is. And I, he's, this is a real quick tangent. He is really funny to watch during practice. Like he's just a very unique guy. Like he, he has a sweatpants every day, even though it's hot or cold or whatever. He, he dances a lot during practice and man, he gets, he gets intense. Like there was a play where I think earlier this week or last week on Friday, Josh Huff got a catch on him and he was not happy. Like he was like super mad about it. And he started yelling, cursing. I think Eagles fans are going to like the McKelvin. And to, well, to to
0: be fair, real quick. I think I would be mad if Josh Huff got a pass <laughs> oh, on me.
1: Well, that's a fair point. <laughs> but that's, that's, as you're, as you're saying, that's a conversation <laughs> for another day. But, uh, or uh, Jalen Mills. Is also standing out at cornerback. And, you know, obviously a lot of people were kind of high on him getting the eagle or the Eagles getting him in the seventh round. A lot of people thought that was a steal. I think Mel Kuiper said he had like a second or third round grade on him. So that's a guy who has looked really good. He's, he's, uh, breaking up a lot of passes. He had a, an interception or two this week. Uh, maybe he's in the mix at corner there. I mean, you have Carroll, who's coming back. He's getting first-team reps. You have Rowe, who a lot of people expect to start, and then Mills in there. You know, I don't think this cornerback situation is necessarily all that great, but, you know, I think, I think it's at least uh, there's good competition there, and I think you could get, you know, it's not like you're just playing two guys because they're your best two guys. You're kind of going to play the best two out of that spot.
0: Brandon, before we move on uh, from the on the field stuff that we've seen, is there anyone else, any names that that Eagles fans might not know that that they might know soon or, or might want to pay attention to?
1: A funny name that you wouldn't have expected to hear and and might not even know this guy's on the roster, Chris Pantale. The the he was a practice squad tight end for the Eagles last year. They're using him at fullback, which is kind of weird.
0: Oh no, fullback! Oh,
1: fullback. Yep, that's you got to have every. What what did Heath Evans say, James? Every Super Bowl team has had one, right? For the past so you many years. You
0: know, you just need a fullback <laughs> in today's NFL. It's like having shooting in the NBA. You just you have to have it right now.
1: <laughs> yes. It's clear that you need one. And and it's it's kinda of funny again because he's like a he's a tall guy. He's not like a squatty, you know, you picture a fullback and they're like what? You know, like five ten or whatever and, and they're real stocky and short and all of that. And and he's not like that. He's like six six. He's a tight end. They're converting him. But he's looked good. I mean, catching the ball. So it's going to come down to him, obviously, how he plays on special teams, if he makes the roster or not, because that's what we will be playing mostly. But that's a guy to keep an eye on uh, as we get into training camp.
0: Tall guy, short guy, as long as he's a Doug Peterson guy, Brandon. That's, <laughs> that's really Peterson all that matters, people. right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, before we get into Doug Peterson, so you know it's Brandon? Can people kind of follow, uh, uh, you know, the OTA coverage? Where should they go to get, like, the most, you know, up-to-date stuff?
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have the live updates on uh, bleedinggreennation.com. We have uh, posts for that. But we're, we're also starting to do more facebook live and i think we're going to be doing more of that with bgn radio Uh, so definitely go on what's that james
0: i just said yeah buddy
1: yeah and you guys did that uh, you and john did that before the draft party that was really good a lot of fun so definitely go like us on facebook and check that out because you know if you're liking on the page you'll get notifications right before the video goes live that way you don't have to check it'll just show up for you
0: um all right let's move on we said doug peterson let's not spend too much time on doug because um He's really boring when he talks. <laughs> it is like audible paint drying, um, which is fine. You know, I'm okay. If, as long as he doesn't give anything away, like I don't need him to be entertaining. I'd prefer it because it helps my job. But, mm-hmm. um, at, you know, outside of that, whatever. Uh, but but were you able, obviously, we mentioned a couple of things with like the Cox contract and the Sproles usage. Was there anything else that stood out to you in the, in the couple of times we've heard Doug talk this week?
1: Uh, emotional intelligence, James. That's, that's the big <laughs> one. There it is. It's true, though. Uh, he talked a lot about how um, he really likes that the players are going to be working out in San Diego. And I think Carson Wentz and, and Chase Daniel both said they're going to be there along with Bradford and, and Givens and Matthews. and Goodbye, Yep, everyone having fun. Uh, a couple other things were that the Eagles are going to be tackling. I don't know how you feel about that. How do you feel about that, James? The Eagles are going to be tackling again in training camp.
0: I would, I would move on. I would forget it ever happened. Yeah? It's a bad pun, Brandon bad pun. No, I'm just kidding. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I can't pun, so I'm always jealous of people who can pun. <laughs> I I don't have the pun pun whatever cell it is in your brain or whatever thing it is. I the can't pun. pun. Gene, like the Yeah, I, the gene. gene, that's what I was looking for. See, I didn't even could even get a gene there. I I don't have the pun gene, Brandon.
1: Not everyone does, I, genes. I know. But, but it's know. okay. Uh, I'm always impressed with
0: it. So I I just put it down. That's why I put you down there. I apologize. <laughs>
1: Uh, the other thing were that uh, Doug kind of touched on, and we've talked about the Eagles running backs a lot, so I don't want to really get super into it, but just about them having a running back by committee.
0: Which is expected, I would think. Yeah. You know, kinda, no one standing out there, really.
1: And that's pretty much what they had last year, you know, when Jamal Charles went down, especially, and it worked for them. Uh, and the last thing was that the quarterbacks are going to be splitting reps, which I thought this was a little interesting until too, yeah. late summer because. Doug Peterson kind of talked a little earlier this offseason about how, you know, we really need to get Sam, the starting reps, later in the summer, and it seems like he's not really going to, I don't know if it's necessarily a contradiction, but he kind of clarified it more, and he said he's still talking about how they're going to do it. They haven't finally decided it, but he, he pretty much said that Bradford won't be getting, you know, the the bulk of the reps until, like, the third preseason game, and, and in theory, you know, I think it's possible that, Bradford isn't looking super hot by then and, and maybe he's struggling in the preseason and practice and, and someone else caught kind it of, could kind of overtake him potentially by then. And then you're giving the starting reps to that guy. So how do you feel James about these quarterbacks splitting the reps equally? Do you think, you know, this is a signal that it's truly an open competition?
0: Um, I, I think it's certainly interesting. Like you said, especially because he, he said it in a way where he was like, you know, we're going to have the, the, that we're gonna split the reps evenly, and then you know, come the third week of the the you know preseason, once you get your starters out there, then we'll, we'll get more you know seventy or eighty eight percent of the reps for the starter. But you know, didn't say Bradford. I don't think. But regardless, also was like, but but we want them out there competing. That was he said right. What was what he said right after. Like so, it's like if you already know Sam Bradford's a starter, like why is he out there competing? I don't think Ben Ra- Roethlisberger is out there splitting reps with everybody to compete with those guys. I don't think you know uh, uh, whoever Tom Brady or, or anybody, obviously. And obviously, Bradford's not those guys. But I, I think it's interesting. Ultimately, I, I still. Believe that unless he looks like a friggin' train wreck, uh, I think Bradford will start mm-hmm. the season as the starter. But it, it certainly shows that that you know, <laughs> as they've shown over and over again, they are not committed to Sam Bradford in any way, shape, or form, whether for this season, for the long term, whatever. They don't really care about this guy. So you know, if he's the best quarterback for the team, I think they're going to play him, and if he's not, they won't. You know, I think it's I think it's kind of that simple.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm right there with you. And speaking of Sam Bradford, I wanted to touch on this a little bit. Uh, I heard our my good friend Mike Missinelli reading about this on the air. Oh
0: yeah, it was read all over the station. They actually had the guy on on the uh, with uh, Rob Ellis and Harry Mays as well.
1: Oh, uh, who, well, who are you talking about, teams?
0: Oh, I thought you were going to the uh, the little PFF action.
1: Oh yeah, and well, I, before I get to that, I wanted to touch okay. on the the um. The Sam Bradford quarterback rankings thing. I think Jason Lock and Fora did a rankings, and just real quick here, of like seven different tiers. He did like one bona fide franchise mm-hmm. quarterbacks, two top pros proven winners, three rising stars, four the guys that can be winning quarterbacks, five just guys, veterans, and placeholders, six quote unquote good luck with these guys, and then mm-hmm. seven the verdict is out, which is just two rookies, Jared, Jared Goff and Paxton Lynch. And did you see, James, where Sam Bradford ended up on that list?
0: I did not. Uh, I think if I did, I, I blocked it out. Why don't you remind me?
1: He was in number six. Good luck with these guys. So this the, pretty much the bottom tier. I'm not counting seven as the bottom tier because those are just rookies.
0: Yep. I uh, And I don't have much of an argument there. It's <laughs> like, that's fair.
1: But it's funny yeah. because now to, to move from there, from seeing that and the Eagles have probably going to be starting one of you know the bottom tier quarterbacks in the nfl this season somehow pro football focus has determined that the eagles have the fifth best roster
0: and they said that bradford was one of the five best players on the team yes it is such an outrageous this no offense to sam monson i've never met the guy he we had him on the station with elson mage he seemed like a perfectly nice guy irish fellow actually um this is one of the most absurd things I've ever seen in terms of coverage of football. Like it's (laughs) outrageous. Like it's outrageous. Are are you serious? Like I, I do, I mean, like I'm, I'm speechless. I don't even get the rationale to even like, I don't see, I don't know how you see how you make a cogent argument. They're top 10
1: Brandon. No, I, I don't see it. Um, it's weird because part of their ranking, I think, counts for previous years, which well, they were probably too high in previous years, too. But I think that's a little bit skewing it a tiny bit there. I think that's why it's it's somewhat. But still, it's just way too high. Uh, it just doesn't look right. Uh, you know, the Eagles are coming off a seven and nine year, which isn't one of the worst. Te- we're not saying they have one of the worst rosters. In no, the NFL. Some people might, but I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're, they're clearly not top, not top
0: five. Top. It's outrageous. Where it's would you like-
1: rank them, James?
0: Um, I, 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 and again, I was thinking about this when I saw this and when I heard this whole thing. Um, and I I don't have a a specific number, but if I would think they're probably somewhere in the general, uh, just on pure roster, like talent on the roster, I would say Mm -hmm. in the 13 to 18 or 13 to 20 range, maybe. Does that sound fair? or so yeah like I could I could be convinced of like 13 on the high high end but I think more likely for me they're in the 17 18 range is Mm -hmm. the number that really feels right to me
1: yeah I'm right there with you it's uh it's bizarre. That's all. It's, that's all it's, I'll say it's about
0: befuddling that. is a is a good word for it as well. So so with that in mind, before we uh, jump into the mailbag, which is is my favorite. I, I love the mailbag, and and I appreciate everyone who tweets in questions and stuff. And if we don't get yours, keep tweeting. We will next time. We love uh we love getting the response. But um Brandon, uh, let's real quick touch on another Brandon here because um uh, you know the former best Eagles uh, cornerback in the history of the team for a little while, Brandon Boykin um can't find work and there's this yeah. whole weird hip thing going on and and this kind of you know he's saying he's healthy and and the people are saying he's not i mean w- what's going on here
1: it is really bizarre i mean you look at how brandon boykin's career has just taken a nosedive after leaving philadelphia and not necessarily to his own fault It just according to the steelers defensive backs coach it's kind of weird somehow it got leaked out through like a a men's, you know, football camp that they do for the fans. Apparently he told fans that Boykin has a degenerative hip and like one leg is is shorter than the other and he can't run right and things like that. And I went back and looked at some old injury reports and he was listed with hip injuries back in both 2013 and 2014. So I think there's some evidence to suggest that might actually be an issue. And, And we saw in Pittsburgh last year how he wasn't playing despite the fact that they gave up a fifth-round pick for him, which isn't the most to give up, but it's still, I mean, that's, that's a, uh, a it's relatively... It's something. It's, yeah, it's an it's asset. To, and especially, remember how bad their quarterbacks were getting beat early yeah, in the, the season? Yeah, the,
0: Eagle, the Eagles couldn't get one for uh, Sam Bradford, so...
1: <laughs> exactly. So, so it's kind of a sad... You know, I feel like, you know, Boykin was always a good guy in Philly, always a, a good player, too. Fun to watch. Obviously, the big moment with him, uh, the, the the game-winning interception against Dallas, one of the probably one of the brighter moments in recent Eagles history really the the moment that sent them to the playoffs in 2013 and now you know going from that and being a guy who a lot of people thought was underrated in Philadelphia to to you know going to Pittsburgh and not being resigned there and then being signed by Carolina and then getting cut so the the Panthers could make room for like tryout guys and then going to Atlanta you know where he had, he had gone to college and and, you know, not getting an uh, an offer there, and then visiting Dallas, who, des- you know, they need defensive talent and, and not even getting an offer there. So it's, you know, is this the end for Brandon Boykin in the NFL?
0: It might be. There's, I think there's clearly something strange going on here where, like, he's kind of been blackballed maybe, not because he's a bad dude or anything, but maybe because he really does have some sort of degenerative thing or this or that, and, and you know, teams have kind of circulated that around. Like, I, I don't know, but... This kind of stuff happens. And he, it certainly seems like, you know, it, it, I don't know if no one signed him by now and there's all this stuff swirling around him. I don't know why anyone would. Um, and then, you know, it, it's just really surprising to see the, how precipitous kind of a fall he had, you know, he was I, I, Don't many,
1: 25.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Many Eagles fans a couple years ago thought he was the best cornerback on the roster. You know, they were on the roster, you know, so and he might've been compared to the, the trash that they were rolling out there otherwise. Uh, but Brandon, let's, uh, let's get into the mailbag here and, uh, get to a, a happier note. Um, uh, though shout out to Brandon Boykin. We appreciate everything, the thing he did and, you know, I hope he catches on somewhere except, yep. except for Dallas cause screw Dallas. Um, <laughs> All right. So Brandon, let's jump in. We got it. We got a bunch of questions here. We'll get to as many as we can. And mm-hmm. um, uh, first one uh, comes from uh, uh, someone named at John Barchard.
1: Who is that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. He asked first question. When is this podcast going to end? It's trash. Wow. And Brandon, let me uh, let me handle this one here. Oh, uh, I, I, I'm just going to say a hell of a lot quicker than if you were hosting oh. you because you're blowvading and just waxing on and listening to your, as we said, Barchard baritone voice. Uh so yeah, uh uh I think a lot better uh this way around. Next question. Johnny, I love you, buddy. I'm just... <laughs> Seriously. Thank you for taking our question process seriously. Let's get to someone who, who uh, came through with a great fun question. We'll, we'll get it started off with a fun fun bounce here. Ryan Jones at Ryan underscore Jones there, uh, giving us the uh, fun question last time and coming up yes. with another good one here, uh, which I actually took the time ahead of, ahead of time to really to, to think about this. Um, uh, uh, not a question, but... Uh, and it could be. It could be just, hey, who would be on? But but not a question, but construct your best starting five in hoops out of Eagles players. And we're going to go with current Eagles players here. So, uh, Brandon, what is your starting five that you've come up with?
1: You know, it's hard because I think some of the best players the Eagles did have
0: are gone. I are know.
1: gone. Like Boykin, I would have picked him. Boykin,
0: I, mean, I would have picked uh, Shady. I would have picked Vic. I mean, there were so many good players. I heard Brad players.
1: Smith was like randomly good. For yeah. some reason, uh, yeah. so, and Avant, I think Avant could ball too. So it's kind of weird. So, so, I'm left without my guys now. But uh, man, so I'm kind of looking for some height. You got to have a center, and you got to have someone beefy. So I kind of have to. I think I have to pick Lane because he's super athletic too. I yeah. figure it's
0: a good call. I'll bet you Lane can ball. He can dunk. Remember there was that video yeah. of him dunking. Oh my gosh,
1: I forgot about that. I yeah. forgot
0: about that. Now I feel like an idiot for not putting. It was Lane like on a reverse, right? He did like a double yeah. clutch. All right, reverse. so that was a bad job by me not putting Lane on there. <laughs> so I've I, I got to
1: have Lane. Um I got. I'm gonna take Wince. I got to take Wince, man. Yeah, I got. He, I, I got Wensy at point guard. He's got to be the facilitator. Have to. Have to. And he's he's athletic too. And he's yeah. tall. Yeah. Um. I'm and if he doesn't
0: man. know how to play basketball, guess what? He'll figure it out because he just works and works. And all he wants to do is win, and he'll figure <laughs> it out until he wins it. <laughs>
1: That's right, James. That's right, uh, Wentz. You know who I might take which is might be a surprise. I might take Sam Bradford.
0: I, I was thinking about it. I didn't do it because of the Wens thing. I just feel like it'd be right. too much conflict. But I, I Bradford, you he know, played Bradford, with Blake Griffin. Yeah, exactly. And he's actually uh, just a great athlete all around, even though he doesn't look like it. He was like a, a all like nation uh, mm-hmm. high school hockey player as well. So I'm sure Bradford could ball.
1: I bet you he has a shot. So oh, yeah. I'll yeah. take him. Uh, two more. Hmm. I'm gonna take Sproles. He's so fast. I Together just feel one. like I feel Together like one. he's really who's gonna, fast. Who's
0: gonna defend Sproles?
1: Exactly. I mean, he's small. I mean, that's obviously going against him, but he's really fast. I feel like he's gonna run up and down the court, really help your transition game. Uh one more, James. One more. Who am I gonna pick here? Oh, this is tough. Uh I don't know, man. I'm gonna take. I'm tempted to I have to take JP. I just have to. I just I think wow. JP I'm gonna go I'm gonna double down on the big men. I'm gonna have two really just two huge dudes just like setting picks and one guy posting up. It's gonna be really hard to stop.
0: Oh see, but my team can stop it because I got big guys, all big guys, but I got big athletic guys who can run, Brandon. Wentz, he's going to have to do double duty and play for both teams, but he can handle it. It's like he's automatic quarterback if you're playing out in the backyard, so he can be automatic point guard for both teams. But otherwise, four different players. You missed one uh, Eagles player who can ball like we've seen him play in the past and plays in all those games. Mr. Connor Barwin is, oh. is quite the basketball player. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take CB as my kind of like swing man. He uh, can play the, the two or the three for me, I think. Uh, I'm going to have a couple like kind of uh, – my team's all swing guys really and then uh, uh, big guys. I've I just got big athletic guys who could do everything and then Wentz distributing. Jordan Matthews, tall, yes. long, team player, grinder. He'll be happy just getting boards and, and dishing them back out and just doing the dirty work. Zach Ertz, big and athletic, he just mm-hmm. looks like someone who can ball, and probably has a little bit of a low post game. Uh, and then you ready for this off the board pick? This oh, I'm ready. this is this is this is how much I put thought into this. I was looking at the roster, I, I diagnosed this, and and I looked at a guy on the team who. He, he's six six two thirty nine. That just sounds like the perfect basketball player to me. Alex McAllister. Yeah, he's I was fast.
1: thinking about that. He's yeah. mean. You can probably I, I jump. Think,
0: I think Alex McAllister can play basketball. literally, totally anecdotal. There, I've ne- this guy could might not even know what a basketball is, but super long right? arms. Yeah, he's just big, long, right size. So I like Alex it. McAllister rounds out my five. It's a freakishly athletic starting five.
1: I like it. I like it. Yeah.
0: So, Ryan, I, in case you wonder when you put these questions in, if, if I put as much thought into them as you do when you ask them, I do. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on here. Um, we are going to get into – I want to ask you a question about um, uh, your favorite and most hated eagle in a sec. So start to think about this. But let, let's ask something a little bit relevant right here. Uh, our, our buddy at Matt Grumbach asks – Will Marcus Smith break out this year? And then I'll add an addendum no. to it. Yeah, okay, I'll add an addendum to it because obviously I think Matt was doing that a little tongue-in-cheek. But how about this? Will Marcus Smith be a serviceable NFL player this year, Brennan?
1: I wouldn't rule it out because, you know, this is, what, his third year. Uh, I think he's, he's going to make the team because it's not like the Eagles are exactly loaded with defensive end depth. I mean, they have the three guys, Curry, Barwin, Ram. those guys are all going to play a lot even if one isn't necessarily a starter i think they're going to rotate a lot so it's not really going to matter anyway but uh i guess he makes the team i don't know i don't think he's much of a factor at all i think i think he could be a fine backup at best i don't know i just sorry marcus smith i just i don't i'm not i'm not really seeing it
0: He stinks. Yeah. He's big and athletic and has all the measurables, but he's just not a football player. Like, he just doesn't seem to have the the head for it. He doesn't seem to have much of a football mind and, and, you know, to really like. Love the game that same way, at least from being around him for a couple of years. And I don't know. And you never know with all the other situations, but we've certainly never seen him. He was a raw project type kid when they got him uh, who would obviously play a different position for a while. So I just I don't know. I feel like he's really still behind the developmental curve and I just don't know if we're ever really going to see it. Uh, come together it's a shame
1: uh, too because he's he's a really nice guy and he's never dodged like you know a lot some of you have some of these guys who are yeah yeah especially yeah, it's a great point he man. never hides no, he faces every question so to his credit he's you know he's always he's, he's always held himself accountable
0: i think that's a really great point and something that gets uh, kind of forgotten and lost when we have these guys who who really get a lot of hate uh, uh for not panning out when you know it's not their fault that they got drafted somewhere and, and didn't. Right. Sometimes, you know, yes, certain cases, obviously, if they don't try or they're a jerk or whatever. But uh, in a lot of cases, it doesn't work out for a lot of reasons and and uh, one of a number of reasons or many of a number of reasons, and uh, it's hard to blame these kids for that. All right, Brandon, we, uh, we're, I can't believe how much fun we're, we're just going like – cruising along oh, but I, I think we yeah we have to we have to get close to wrapping I think so so I, I've got there are a lot of questions in here and that's why I say guys keep sending them we, we love getting them I don't even know which ones to choose but I'm gonna go with with two more uh real quick uh because uh, there's a quick one just uh I, I mentioned it before I teased it so I have to ask it uh at nor at nobert Todd's. how about that one ask uh what's your most fa- personal favorite and most hated eagle of all time I'll go first on this one I think anyone my age is usually going to say b Doc and I'm not going to be any different there. I love mm-hmm. the guy. Uh, uh, Lee's favorite is, is a really, really dead heat. It's a close battle between Jason Babb and that just dickhead of a guy, and then <laughs> uh, and then another just guy who just has, you know, one of the worst people we've ever had in this town. Not really, but, like, he's not that bad, but, like, he's a bad, just crappy guy, and, and that's Freddie Mitchell. So... Those are your two
1: teams. Those, um, those are strong too, man.
0: It's hard to choose. I, can I just hate them both? Can they both
1: be my my least favorite? That's fair. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Just fourth and
0: twenty six. If I had to, if I I would take Babin over over because yeah. Freddie would get the tiny fourth and twenty six bump. Right. But I still hate the guy.
1: Those are those are re- those are good picks. Uh, I'm gonna go a little more more recent on mine, just for the the sake of doing a current player. I know he asked all time, but. I think Benny Logan is always my favorite. I just think Benny's a really Benny funny too. guy. I agree. Uh, I have a good story about how I was in the locker room this week, and uh, a lot of reporters were waiting for Fletcher, Fletcher Cox to speak, and we all kind of knew he wasn't going to show up anyway. He, he talked the next day, but he didn't talk on Tuesday, and, and everyone kind of started to gather around Benny Logan when Benny walked in the locker room, and, and he didn't want to talk either. And he, It's funny. He had his back to the media, and he was kind of talking to Derek Gunn and everyone and kind of just like – He was, like, asking the the questions that reporters were going to ask him. He's like, Benny, what do you think about, you know, Petra Cox? Like, he was kind of, like, mocking Mm -hmm. us. But it's funny. And and Benny, I think, is a really – one thing I always say about Benny that gets overlooked is I think he does more charity work possibly than anyone on the team. Uh, The Eagles have those Community Monday things they do where they, you know, they go out to help. The less fortunate and I think Benny is always doing those and and he doesn't get a lot of credit for that because he doesn't want to be that guy you know who's in the spotlight and doing all of that but uh, I think Benny is is a real cool guy and he's easily one of my favorites and a guy who I think is going to have a good year this year I know I, I know we're all excited to see Fletcher Cox and Vinny Curry in in the the four three wide nine but I think Benny really too uh is gonna is gonna have a good year and then as far as most hated I I I categorize this and just least watchable and it's a quarterback and it is mike mcmahon i just like the mike mcmahon eagles and and just being young and, and being so used to donovan and just like a good quarterback and then just watching mike mcmahon as a kid like it was just like oh, i was just i couldn't do it it was just i just couldn't wait for the season to be over
0: yeah he's brutal mike mcmahon was brutal all right i want to squeeze two more in but we got a hustle here brandon so real quick um we've kind of addressed this in general but but i'm gonna i'm gonna spin it because uh at Taquan Tyler asks, uh, or it could be Taekwon, either way. Taylor asks, how confident are we this cast of coaches? Peterson, Reich, D. Filippo can get the absolute best out of Wentz. Uh, we could just answer by saying, we're not. We don't know. Like, we hope, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, conjectured, especially with Peterson being, you know, leading a team for the first time. You know, we don't have a ton of evidence. What I'll do is spin it around to you, Brandon, real quick and just say mm-hmm. quickly, uh, which of the three do you trust the most in terms of just strictly developing a young future quarterback and specifically ones.
1: I think it's DiFilippo probably because just you look at what he's done, I think with Carr in Oakland and he looked at what he did with what uh, McCown and even he got some good performances out of Manziel, right? I mean, Johnny Football had kind of some Yeah, I mean, good he, he, games. he
0: was able to get through games. Like right. the fact that Johnny Manziel ever threw a, like, a touchdown pass in the NFL, <laughs> I think they should crown Filippo or something.
1: And he's going to be the one really working, I think, most hands-on. I mean, when you watch him practice, he's the one really always there with the quarterbacks, obviously, because he's the coach and he's the guy in the room. So I really think it kind of comes down to him. And I think the Eagles were excited about getting him as a hire because – for as much as he kind of was on bad teams and wasn't really getting retained, like with Oakland and, and uh, Cleveland and everything. I think, as we just mentioned, I think his body work is decent. And I think, you know, it's a good chance he can be the guy who's hands on and, and gets the most.
0: Uh hundred percent agree. That was my answer. He's younger too, which, you know, I don't know if that's a huge deal, but it's nice that he can kind of relate to Wentz. And, um, I just think that's what he does. He's the, he's there. His sole job there will be to develop Carson Wentz. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what he's there for. You know, Chase Daniel can take care of other stuff. You right. know, he doesn't need Filippo. You know, Sam Bradford doesn't need Filippo, especially because he's out the door next year anyway. You mm-hmm. know, John Filippo is here to develop Carson Wentz. Uh, I totally agree. All right, Brandon, let's go out on this one because this one's really fun and and I love these kind of of hypotheticals. Um, so at Patrick Philbin asks which non eagle which non QB the uh, important signifier because I think we would all just say Donovan or Randall mm-hmm. or something but which non eagle QB from the last fifteen years in their prime would most help this team? So he gives a, a few examples but but I, we get the idea P- pick an eagle which position it could be you know in the last fifteen years.
1: Mm. You know, it's funny because I think everyone, what, is going to jump to Brian Dawkins first, but then you look at the safeties this team has. Oh, yeah.
0: Mine was easy. I jumped to one immediately.
1: To me, it's like, it's not Dawkins for me because, you know, as good as, and Dawkins is definitely better than Rodney and Cloud and Malcolm Jenkins, you know, I'm still, I feel like there's probably other positions that you could probably get, you know, there's more of a need out there and You know, I think I would love to have Brian Westbrook back on this team, considering how the running back situation here is very sketchy. And I think, you know, I'm looking at him.
0: Westbrook is a great answer. My answer is T.O. easily. Uh, Uh, But Westbrook's a great one, too. But, I mean, you know, you add T.O. to this team, you know, even with Bradford at quarterback, they might have success on offense. Um, But, I mean, you know, just what that guy did in one year here. I mean, and then also, I mean, as much as I love Brian Westbrook, uh, Tara Lowens is one of the five best receivers in the history of football.
1: But uh, the we here for yeah, the thing. I know, the I know, thing.
0: but you know what? It's all happy love here now, man. <laughs> it, it'll be all good. They T, the T O is all about emotional intelligence. He'll be crying. Lori will be crying. Doug will be crying. It'll be a beautiful thing. They'll open their hearts, Brandon. Um, no, I, you know, but like, can you imagine if they, you know, and again, it's, uh, it's obviously in theory you're, you're taking them when, when you had them before. Can you imagine a, a, a T.O. here to grow with Wentz as Wentz is like his, you know, can 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 have T.O. for the next five years to have his first career, or whatever, something like that. I, you know, I just, I think we haven't had that kind of dynamic offense. And, and Westbrook no. was great. Yeah. I, like, honestly, he would be my second choice, actually, it's, a, it's a, you know. Um, but, uh, or Shady, you know, would be in there too. But I think Westbrook would help this mm-hmm. team more just because of how much he could do. Uh, but I think it's got to be T.O. personally.
1: I don't hate it. I don't hate it, James.
0: <laughs> Either way, we agree it's the offense. Jim Schwartz is going to have oh, this easily, defense yeah. on lockdown. Um Brandon, uh this is fun, man. Any uh any final thoughts before we end the uh the sexy time BGM 169?
1: You just brought up Jim Schwartz and I forgot to mention it in the OTA stuff. Uh, the defense I think looked really good this week on Wednesday. They were breaking up passes and and you can say, "Oh, no, that's the offense looking bad." And yeah, that's partially true, but the defense was just making plays. Uh Jordan Hicks has looked good. Michael Kendrick has looked good. Uh, the secondary has really shown up here. I've talked about the cornerbacks earlier in the show. I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago we kind of talked about how Jim Swartz kind of criticized his defense and how it didn't look so good. I think we're already seeing some progress with that unit. And I think, you know, James, that's going to be the unit this year that really prevents this team from really completely bottoming out. I think we look at this offense. and There's so many reasons to be skeptical from the coaching to the quarterback to not having running back to the wide receiver talent being, you know, very questionable at best. I think, you know, the defense and we, I think everyone pretty much agrees with this. The defense has to be the strong point this year. And, you know, I think if you're for as much as this year kind of might seem like a wasted year, if Wentz isn't going to play and Bradford is starting and everything, I think you can at least look forward to building Jim Schwartz, building a foundation of a really strong defense.
0: Yeah. And I'll, I'll add in, I love that he called out the defense like that. Uh, I, we want people here are going to come in and say you know like we played like crap today Uh, you know so I I like that a lot and, and I well, agree hopefully with not it.
1: too much right no they're, we, they're we don't want them too much
0: we don't <laughs> want them playing like crap but you <laughs> yes. know what if they play like crap I want to hear that I, right. I don't want someone you know bullshitting me I want want that you know I want one you know a real take and I like that he had no problem just calling his guys out so I, I I like that I like Schwartz everything about Schwartz is is great and I think pretty much that's a, a, like a 100% approval rating with a, you know I think Schwartz could run for president and win the you know city of Philadelphia uh, in a landslide right now um so uh yeah I guess my final thought uh I you know uh, I don't really have one. It's, it's, it's exciting time to be here. You know, we, we joked about the top, but the Phillies take the, you know, we got, we have a number one pick there. We got Wentz, we got Simmons coming hopefully. Um, we got, uh, uh it's a, it's a good time. Things are looking up. So, uh, I know we, we get uh, accused of focusing on the negative a lot or whatever, but, um, I think it's a good time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. And I think we've got exciting things coming in the future and, uh, and hopefully Wentz is the real deal. If not, as, as Brandon and I both said, he's got a, uh, a future as a uh, uh, universal point card in any rec league yes. anywhere. Um, so for uh, <laughs> I appreciate Brandon. I had fun uh, for Brandon League out. And I am James Seltzer. We appreciate you listening to episode 169. Next one 170. 170. That'll be fun. So 169, the sexy time edition of BGN Radio. We'll be back soon again. Episode 169 of BGN Radio.
1: You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcast, and we thank you for choosing ours.